0: Of the night at the fireside pub, grab a seat, open a tab, and join us.
1: Brad, hell must have finally frozen over. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You know, uh, I don't. Even, I'm trying to think. There's no dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. I got you to go see a movie with me. It's true. And though, to be fair, you've never asked me to go see a movie. Because I just assumed the answer would be no. And look, you've learned your assumptions are wrong. Well, I assume if I asked you to go see some movie you had no
0: interest in, then you'd probably say no. But I mean, I'm going to be honest. I probably would not have watched this movie otherwise. Oh, really? Yeah, I might have watched it, like, in six months, oh. maybe. Um, Even with it being on HBO? Yeah, I don't. It's, I don't know. I, w- I probably wouldn't have done it. Um,. I thought you were interested. That's why I asked. I mean, I've never read Dune. I don't particularly like... We saw Dune. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Dune is the movie we're talking about here. Um, I've never read it. At least I don't think I did. I have a passing knowledge of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I don't particularly like sci-fi, which most sci-fi draws from Dune in some way. Yeah. Yeah. so, yeah, I don't think I would have seen this on my own. But, you know, you texted me like, hey, uh, this is showing, it's like, 1130, you want to go? I was like, well, yeah, I'll get out of work. And we can record the podcast yeah. after. Catch a couple of Zs, watch a movie, and then here I am. Yeah, maybe catch a couple of Zs while you're in the theater. We don't know.
1: Brad apparently just floats in and out of consciousness during the film.
0: Yes, so uh, it's kind of a unique problem to me. But I have fallen asleep in every movie I've ever watched in a theater, to my knowledge. Um, is it just because the seats have gotten too comfortable? No, I think it's because the process of watching a movie is almost identical to my process of falling asleep. I'm in a dark room with, <laughs> uh, in a somewhat comfortable laying position right. with, uh, with something playing in front of me. It and must I, have
1: been better back in the day when we had very uncomfortable, shitty theater seats. It was
0: a lot harder to fall asleep, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. It didn't stop me, because God damn it, I'm determined, but... My mom has the same problem as you, which
1: is, uh, which I call movie theater narcolepsy, <laughs> which is she sits down in a movie theater seat, and she is out like a light, like maybe a half hour in.
0: Yeah. I, I tend to come in and out, um, and the problem is I don't really know that it's happening until I watch the movie back, because there will be scenes right. that I'm like, hey, I don't remember that. Is that new? Am I watching the extended <laughs> edition? Like- yeah. This movie had a stacked cast. This movie had a much bigger cast than I was expecting in terms was, of I, like. So, had you seen anything? I knew literally nothing about this other than it was Denae Velenu.
1: Did you see the trailer or anything like that? Not
0: a no? thing. Wow. At least I don't think I did, and if I did, I don't remember it. So clearly, it didn't leave an impact on me.
1: No, stacked cast though. We got Timothy Chalamet, mm-hmm. who I'm sure you have no clue who that is. Not a clue. Mm-hmm. I,
0: then I recognize the name as as like that's somebody that I should know. He was
1: Paul Atreides. He was the main kid. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's good.
1: Yeah, I liked him. He's pretty good. Uh, Zendaya is in it for like five minutes. Yeah, she's in.
0: Yeah, we don't. Yeah, <laughs> about five minutes. She's, uh,
1: she's mostly like in
0: dreams. I was gonna shit. say we see her a lot, but like now that I think about it, yeah. But, we...
1: but most of it just seems like the same footage played over and over. Again. Yeah, it's like one
0: scene that they cut up and just sprinkle throughout the film.
1: Right. Um, Oscar Isaac, who I forgot was in this.
0: I did not know that he was going to be in this.
1: Yeah. You look like Oscar Isaac a little bit. I look, look like like beard. Okay.
0: Is, is that a good thing?
1: Yeah. yeah you kind of look like him in this movie. You know, you got the beard going on, and then you got the little swoopy hair. Yeah, my hair
0: is a little swoopy. You just need the gray in it. Yeah. And you I'll, look more like him. I'll get there. Oscar Isaac is a good-looking dude. Absolutely
1: he is. Absolutely just too good-looking.
0: Yeah, it's not fair, really, when you get down to it. Uh, I just love the names in this movie, I just want to point out, too. Yeah. They're dude. ridiculous. <sighs> I, I I like I hate that I don't like sci fi because Dune kills it with the name conventions of this shit.
1: Fucking Jason Momoa as Duncan Idaho. Just,
0: the one name that stands out, like, they got all these badass sci fi names like Arrakis and Fremen, yeah. and then we have Duncan Idaho. I love that shit. That's the most American
1: name I've ever heard of. 100%. Life. Josh Brolin should have been Duncan Idaho, <laughs> not Jason Momoa.
0: Jason Momoa, um,. Another good-looking dude. And, uh, I, I mean, I like him. And I've never understood the Jason Momoa. Like, like people have a crush on
1: him. He really? looks like a homeless person. No, he's got that, like... It's that rugged look. Yeah, but I don't know. That rugged look to me, like... Honestly, first of all, the craziest thing in this movie jason momoa without a beard i was like i was not ready for that because he had one in, the, in begin- the beginning yeah and then
0: halfway through i'm like did you have another set you had to shave for like what
1: happened <laughs> it just like it fucking i was it took me by surprise I was like what the fuck is that smooth skin yeah on jason momoa didn't make any sense
0: no i didn't like it but the beard back no yeah no didn't like it well mm. i guess we don't have to worry about that anymore
1: it's spoilers i guess dude.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess we should just come out and say that if you have not seen the movie, we're we're kind of jumping straight into spoilers. We're not going to like do a If you want to hear the word spice 5 billion times. Oh, yes. Also, too,
1: they didn't they didn't let me nut with the sandworm. We didn't get much sandworm. We got a little bit. Um we got like two sort of like quick showings of it and then like one like big showing, but like it didn't really do anything. Yeah. I don't remember if that was like a when I read the gra- i read the graphic novel version of Dune. I did not read the actual book because <laughs> who's got the patience? T- I need I need pictures <laughs> in my books. Um, but I don't remember if like the worm. I feel like I remember the worm being a bigger part, or maybe just in my head. I'm like the worm's so fucking
0: cool. It's. I think it's a little bit, a little b. Don't worry, I'm sure he'll come back in the second half of the movie that we didn't get to see yet.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, that was the other crazy thing to me was. They didn't market it like this Mm. at all. It's just called Dune and, like, all the marketing. But then when the movie starts, it's Dune Part 1.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like we heard at some point that they wanted to do multiple movies. But there are also multiple Dune books. That's yeah. So so I figured it was going to be like a... Which is
1: probably better that they're doing it this way because then it won't feel as rushed as, like, the old one did. Which I've never seen the old movie, but that's the number one thing I hear is that it's, like super rushed and like... Yeah, because Doom's not a small book. No. No, it's thick. (laughs) It's a thick boy. Um, The other thing that I thought was interesting that I completely forgot about from when I read the book is that Spice is fuel and also a drug. Mm -hmm. So it's essentially sand whippets. and, (laughs) And that was an interesting aspect of the movie because we got way more hallucination sequences than
0: I really wanted. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, Dune is about uh, Drug Jesus <laughs> and his adventures with the desert people, so yeah. I was expecting a couple of them, but we did get quite a few. A ton, though. And, and
1: and it would confuse me at points, too, because it would be like, like the knife fight towards the end of the movie. They show like a hallucination of what the knife fight could be, and I thought that that was just the knife fight.
0: Yeah, it it blurs the line a little bit, especially once they start intermixing it with the actual scene that's happening, so you're kind of yeah. jumping around. Um. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it got the message across pretty well. Like, yeah. it, he's this, you know, quote-unquote messiah. I noticed that they dropped the, um, maybe maybe they'll bring it for the second movie, but they didn't use the term jihad at all. So that was something interesting that I noticed.
1: um, What was their name again? The Fremen? Fremen. Fremen. Close enough. (laughs) Um, They were all, like, people of color, whereas, like, pretty much exclusively, like, both houses are mostly white dudes.
0: Yeah, Dune is not subtle in its uh, characterizations. The Fremen are basically Arabs Yeah. in every sense of the word. Yeah. Um, And they use the same... Terminology—the same, like they—they're—they're they're, they're space Arabs, like. Right. Um, and i am i am am not that surprised that they cut out some of that terminology. Like they didn't use jihad because that's a—that's a word that means something very different today than it would have meant.
1: And it's been used in like different ways. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's
0: a better way to put it. It's been used in a in a way that brings negative Co-audited connotations into a yeah. different sort of thing. Um, but yes, th- this is a movie about. White Space Jesus uh, saving the Arabs.
1: So it's a white savior movie, but just, it's sci-fi, so nobody complains about it, I guess? Yeah, more or less. Because, I mean, like, you know, you get things like 12 Years a Slave, or or other things like that, that are about, like, real, actual, like, shit that happened, and people get all mad that a white man saves the day at the end, usually?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the whole deal with the Bene Gesserit, um... Yeah, I don't. I guess they, they might go back into this for the second movie or not. But like that's the whole reason they see him as the Messiah. Right. Was because the Benny Gesserit had spent you know thousands of years or whatever it was creating a culture that would view this one dude. Right. Whenever he eventually shows up, they're gonna look at this guy and immediately know he's he's Jesus. Yeah.
1: Which I guess Timothy Chalamet looks a
0: little bit like a young Jesus. Absolutely. So he's got the long hair and everything. Age him up a little. Give him a little scruff. We got a new uh, Passion of the Christ on our hands. Holy shit. <laughs> that sounds like a
1: nightmare. A new Passion of the Christ. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, really good movie. I don't know where I rank it in my movies I've seen this year. It might be my new like second favorite movie. Because I think Pig still might be my favorite movie what of the year. What the
0: hell year. is Pig?
1: So it's a movie with Nicolas Cage. Oh, stay with okay, me. Yep. Please don't lose me. It's not like anything you'd expect. He's like this dude who lives in the woods. Okay. And he has a truffle pig. Like, he finds truffle and he sells it to, like, this guy. Is this like an autobiography? Like, is he. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it weirdly does seem like they just follow him with camera, though. He's very natural in the role. <laughs> and, uh, and then one day someone steals his pig, and so he's trying to, like, find the pig again. And it's just, like,. It's really, like, the slow, like, character study movie more than it is, like, what you'd expect it to be. Because, like, it was kind of marketed, or at least it seemed like from the marketing, almost
0: John Wick-like. I was going to say, is this, like, John Wick, You Killed My Dog?
1: See, so that's what I thought it was going to be from the trailers, and my buddy had seen it before me, and he was like, it's not that at all. And, like, I think, like, watching it over, like, watching it knowing that, Mm-hmm. I liked it so much better than I would if it was just like a, a like slocky Nicolas Cage's John Wick and he's trying to find a pig movie. It's like this really slow character inspector movie. It's great. Nicolas Cage is fantastic in it.
0: He's a great actor who bounces between absolutely atrocious movies and great ones at seemingly yes. random.
1: Like, and then my second favorite movie of the year was Prisoners in the Ghostland. also starring Nicolas Cage. Sensing mm-hmm. a theme here. It's not even like meant to be. Like, I just watched it the other night and it was just fucking gonzo and weird. And it's absolutely the kind of movie that I've like, that I like because it's different. Like, mm. I'm, as much as I love Marvel shit and we talk about it so much, I'm so fucking
0: sick of that shit. I mean, you're a cinephile. You watch a lot of movies. Yeah. So it's not surprising that you like things that are not like normal movies. Yes.
1: And it's so weird. It, it almost feels anime ish. Really? it's It's okay. like aesthetic is so weird. You know what it really reminded me of, like the aesthetic of it, because it's like, it's like Japanese mixed with like Western influences. It reminded me of Red Steel Two. <laughs> on the Wii. Did you ever play Red Steel Two? Or, no, I can't say that I did. Do you know what Red Steel Two? I I know looks of it. Like? It's like cel shaded and it's like Japanese in design, but it's like in the future and it's like post apocalyptic and it's a Western too. It's. It's it's a very strange aesthetic for a game, but that's kind of how that what that movie reminded me of. Mm-hmm. And it, like, I don't know, it just hit me in the right way. It was, like, my second favorite movie. I want
0: you to know that the other three people who know what that game is worked on that movie, and they were doing it for you. <laughs> yeah, they were,
1: they were making something exactly for me. But Dune might have taken its spot, or it might be tied for two with Prisoner in the Ghost Land right now. Mm-hmm. I still don't think it's better than Pick, but they're completely different movies. Denny, don't miss.
0: That's the thing. Yeah, I mean, if nothing else, like, I think this movie had, had some... Faults. Like it's a little slow at places, I think. Which I almost wonder if that's just because it seems like he's just doing such a
1: faithful adaptation of the book mm-hmm. that like in my head I'm like, alright. Yeah, we need to adapt every fucking page, dude. <laughs>
0: like Yeah, I mean from my understanding people I, I've read some like reviews of people who've like watched um, Dune and read the book. Mm-hmm. It seems like they cut out a lot of the like the thematic like themes of leadership like what does it mean to be a good leader kind of things right. so they cut out that but in terms of like beat for beat stuff that happens yeah. they were pretty faithful yeah i think in the end i, I don't know if this is going to end up just being a
1: two-parter or like a trilogy mm-hmm. Could you, if they drag this out to three movies I'm going to be
0: like come on dude you don't give, think they getting gonna into hobbit territory i don't either. think they're going to give him three movies i think they're going to give him two
1: well this did really well did it really like I honestly expected this to do Blade Runner numbers, Mm -hmm. which now knowing that the movie is just a part one would have been so infuriating. Yep. And I feel like this movie, in retrospect, like when everything's all said and done, I'm going to end up liking it so much better than I do like right in this very moment where it's like, I like the movie a lot. Like I probably give it like a four and a half out of five. Yeah. On a technical level, it's like it's five out of five.
0: It's really good. Every, technical level.
1: Everything technically, the music, the effects, the cinematography. Although Arrakis just seems like a horrible place to live. but
0: Yeah, it's like Tatooine, but shittier.
1: Somehow even shittier <laughs> than Tatooine. And, like, I love all that shit. The story, and, like, it, it does feel slow, like you were saying. And also, like, knowing that it's, like, only part of the story, it feels very, like...
0: It feels like we walked out in the middle of the movie. Yeah.
1: It feels like we were supposed to sit there for another two hours and see the rest of it, Mm -hmm. which is why I hope it's just a part one and part two. Because if he tries to like, if like the middle bit of this is like, the middle of the book and like the end, like the third movie is just like a battle or something, I can't even remember how that book ends. There's so much Dune shit that like I've looked into after reading the book that like now I'm mixing things in my head. But Mm -hmm. like, yeah, if he like drags it out, then. It's going to be
0: kind of... I think two two will work, three is going to be a stretch. But even even two, I feel like it's going to suck that, like... I can't imagine once the second movie's out, if you're going to watch this, it's going to be tough to watch the two movies separately.
1: Yeah, no, you're going to need to watch them back to back.
0: Yeah, which, to get, like, the full movie, because yeah. it really does just end.
1: I feel like it's going to have to be a thing where, like, when the second movie comes out, if we end up going to see it together again, like we did this one... Mm-hmm. We're going to have to, like, meet up beforehand and
0: watch the first one again. Yeah, do you think they're going to run a double feature? I don't think they'll run a double feature, but...
1: Because, oh, my God, that would be so much time. Like, I <sighs> assume the next one's going to be, like, the same amount. That would be, like, literally six hours. Yep. But, like, I could see it, us making it a day, and, like, we hang out in the morning and watch Dune and then get lunch and go see Dune 2. Mm-hmm. Like, that wouldn't... I, I think that would be a pretty fun day. Yeah. To be fair. So, like, I wouldn't be against that.
0: It'd be a lot of Dune for one day. It would be a lot of Dune. We can go eat sand.
1: <laughs> uh, get something with spice. Uh, what do you have a rating for? Do you do you recommend it?
0: Uh, I would yeah, I'd absolutely recommend it. Um, even if you're not a huge fan of um typical sci-fi, yeah. Um, Dune tends to fall into the like the Seinfelds unfunny camp, where because so much of sci-fi is pulled from Dune, people will look at it and be like, eh, you know, it's not super. Original, but I don't I think the movie adaptation does a good way of visualizing mm-hmm. this, the tech and stuff in Dune that's really appealing. So, yeah. e- even if you're a big sci fi fan or you're not a sci fi fan at all, I think it has a little bit of something for everybody.
1: I could see a lot of people coming out of this and going, This is just like a Star Wars ripple. yeah, or something like that.
0: I still think Blade Runner is better. I, I think TV. that's fair. Did you
1: see 2049?
0: Um, I think so. It's one of the movies, first movies I bought on 4K when I got a. It was it
1: was the TV. first movie I bought on 4K because yeah. it was like I, I I watched that movie in theaters, and I was like I'd never want to see this movie again unless I get a 4K
0: television, because I want to watch this 4K HDR. Because yeah, I got uh when I bought my 4K TV, I got The Martian and that I think were the two that I bought at the time. Yeah. Um, and I love The Martian. I've seen that movie a couple of times now, but.
2: Yeah.
0: The book, I think the book's better. The au- uh, no word of a lot of the audiobooks. Probably the best way to really to have it. Yeah, just because of the fact that like 90 of that, like book, is audio logs or logs of him typing. Mm-hmm. Having them like just read out loud is so much better. Did Matt Damon read the book? I think so. They usually
1: do that. I noticed, with like the whenever like a movie actually will come no, out.
0: He, I don't think he did because I, I think the audiobook came out before the movie did.
1: Yeah, but usually if they know that they're doing the movie they get the actor to do, well it'll probably they cuz the book came out first, but they usually do they'll usually do like a newer audiobook with somebody who is from the movie. Like when I listened to the audiobook for Call Me By Your Name, they had Armie Hammer do it.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't think he did the I mean they might have done a new version after the movie came out, but the, at least the version that I listened to, he was not the he was not the narrator. I wonder if they're going to get Timothy Chalamet to read the audiobook for Dune. It's going to be 97 hours. God, it'd be so long. Yeah.
1: That was that was the other thing that I was thinking. I was like I'd like to go to bed tonight, because I, I was saying to Brad in the car, I almost wanted to re- like listen to the audiobook of Dune, just to sort of bring myself back up to speed, mm-hmm. so to speak. And then I was like, well, I could do that while I'm playing Far Cry, because I don't listen to the Far Cry cutscenes anyway. I just play the game, and, mm-hmm. and just have a general malaise going on. And <laughs> usually listen to podcasts, but I could you know expand my mind a little bit by listening to Dune and then i was like i also would like to go to bed tonight though yeah and i'm not going to stop that's the weird thing for me with audiobooks is i feel and that's the weird thing with books in general honestly i feel like i'm so bad at like retaining knowledge of like something i'm reading or mm-hmm. listening to mm-hmm. like i can remember certain things and pick them out but like if i were to stop like in the like at the end of a chapter and then pick up an audiobook again after the fact I think I would be like, wait, what the fuck happened in the, b-? like they basically need a previously on, <laughs> when you when you get it like with a short recap, for in order for me to, mm-hmm. really be able to like, do audiobooks not in one
0: sitting. Yeah, dude, funny enough, I was playing fucking uh, Dragon Quest, and it's been like six months since I played last, and literally it pops up with a previously on. That's it's like, awesome. It's like here's what happens in this because this is like a ninety seven hour game. Right. Like just for base completion, it takes forever. And I hadn't played this game in a while. And I was like, yeah, here's the last couple of story beats that happened. Um, and here's what you're going to do now. And I'm like, dude, every game, every media in the world needs this. Absolutely. Or like, If I could have my fucking, like my Kindle be like, hey, your last reading session, you read pages 55 to 67. Here's what happened. Yeah, here's the spark notes. Yeah, here's of the of spark that. notes. Um, I can't even imagine the logistics of having to create a program that does that that would be impossible but if it may, if it worked it'd be amazing See, I feel like you could easily build an API that just pulls from Sparknotes uh, probably but I don't think Sparknotes is quite set up that way I think it's an usually they have like chapter by chapter breakdown do they I've never actually for
1: some books they do for other ones it's just a general synopsis of the whole thing
0: I don't think I've used Sparknotes since I was in like fourth grade I haven't
1: used Sparknotes since high school That's that's how I read most of the books in high school the one book I read all of high
0: school was
1: The Great Gatsby <laughs>
0: I I had already previously read most of the books we were assigned in high school, so I uh, most of the time I just kind of, I just glanced through them again and I was fine. I think
1: the only reason why I read The Great Gatsby is because we read like the first two chapters in class, like the teacher read them to us, and I was like, yeah, this book sounds dope, I should read the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then I read it all like in a weekend.
0: Yeah. Don't do that with Dune. No. God,
1: it's too much, too much spice.
0: Yeah. I and mean, it, it that's how I read books, I'm a very quick reader, and I don't, like once I start a book I have to finish it.
1: See, that's... I, I wonder if, like, too, if my brain's just been broken by binge-watching things mm-hmm. to where, like, honestly, like, waiting week-to-week for things now infuriates me. I've waited week-to-week <laughs> for succession, and I want to murder someone because I just want to know what happens next.
0: Yeah. It, it definitely changes how you view... I think it changes our view on pacing, too. No. Like, e- even stuff with movies. Like, I feel like the fact that we've gotten so accustomed to... Uh, Trilogies. Insane gratification. Yeah, I mean, I, I I can't help but think that some of the stunts that get pulled, especially in movies like Dune, where, like, we got half a movie. No. That might not have flown. And it, it clearly didn't fly last time because they adapted the entire thing, and it felt rushed.
1: I feel like the only reason why that flies now is because Harry Potter. Harry Potter did it and made a lot of money. Yeah. Made, like, double the amount of money it probably would have made just on one of them. hmm Obviously, because there's two movies. But, like... Ever since then, you notice every single, like, adaptation, usually once you get to the third one, if, if it's a trilogy of books or, or whatever the last one is in the series, they usually split it up into two parts, even when it doesn't need it. Yeah. Like, just because it makes double the money and stuff. So I think...
0: Yeah, Harry Potter did it, Twilight. Hobbit got
1: three. That was even crazier, though, because it's like... I think that was just they wanted to ride the train of, of having two separate Lord of the Rings trilogies. Mm-hmm. And But that's even crazier because, like, the Hobbit book is shorter than any of the Lord of the Rings books. Yeah. One
0: of my favorite books.
1: I do like The Hobbit a lot. I, li- I think The Hobbit might be my favorite. Not the movies. The book might be my favorite of the Tolkien
0: books. The funny part is, it's the only one I've read. Really? I know literally nothing about Lord of the Rings except what's in The Hobbit. I read all of them in like middle school. Because like that was like after the movies were like
1: super popular. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I n- it was like one of those things where it's like pick a book to do for like your you know, book report, like your weekend book report or something like that. I can't remember what it was. And I was like, well, I've seen the movie, so at the very least, even if I don't read this, I can I can just bullshit it. You know what I mean? And, uh, and then I just ended up reading it because I actually liked it and then I read the other two afterwards. So. But then I read The Hobbit after that and I remember liking The Hobbit the best because I think it was the
0: shortest. <laughs> That's probably why I liked it the best. Yeah, I've never gotten around to the other three. Yeah. I mean, I will at some point. I'm sure. I'm sure, or maybe I won't. I say that all the time. I never get around to shit. Yeah, I barely read books as it is. Like I was talking, to, like
1: I was saying to you, I bought a fucking book. It has sat on my table for mm-hmm. like the four months since I
0: bought it. Yeah, I do that with books all the
1: time. It, it's it's fine.
0: I get to them when I get to them. It was only seven
1: dollars. I'm really not that pressed about it. I don't feel like I wasted my money. It's yeah, not a Far Cry Six situation. <laughs> I don't even know why I did that. In retrospect.
0: What? <laughs> The buying Far Cry 6. Because, you know, we don't all make great decisions sometimes.
1: I know? weirdly, like, because I was just like, I need a game to play right now. Like, I had finished everything that I wanted to. We've gotten a wildly off topic I, from uh, Dune. <laughs> well, like, I wasn't going to spend this whole episode reviewing Dune. I figured eventually, like, we would move on to something else. Like mm-hmm. that's That was kind of the wrap-up I was doing. I was like, would you recommend it? And then we got into more of a talk about books and sci-fi. Um, but, like, getting into, like, far cry 6 for a second that game is still doing nothing for me and the thing is is like i feel like i just bought it because i was like i need a video game to play Mm -hmm. even though i have a million and one video games i could go back and play that i haven't finished or like that just i tried ghost of tsushima did we ever talk about this i don't think so that game did nothing for me really like i was like this is just a prettier assassin's creed
0: yeah more or less
1: but it's like in japan which is, like, cool and all, but, like, I'm like, this is not at all what I wanted from this game. Mm-hmm. Like, that game did not need to be open world. I'll tell you that. No. Absolutely no reason to. Like, when they when they started being, like, there's bandit camps, I was like, oh, you fuckers, you're literally just doing Assassin's Creed. Yeah.
0: It's the and same open world formula we've seen.
1: Sure, maybe the combat is better than those games, but, like, it did nothing for me. Played, like, two hours of it. I was like, not for me. I gotta get back into it. I even spent extra money to get the PS5 version of it because it was like a $30 upgrade because I couldn't just upgrade to the PS5 version. I had to buy the fucking DLC that they made for the fucking director's cut or whatever the fuck it's called, the new one. I think
0: it adds like multiplayer or something. I don't it's know.
1: some new island where you can do extra shit and mm-hmm. there's like more campaign missions. And I was like, I just want the PS5 upgrade. Like, I don't and I looked it up online. It was like, it's $10 over to PS5. I was like, great. Look for the PS5 upgrade. The only one I could find was the $30 one. And I was like, what the fuck? And it's literally only $10 to upgrade if you buy Director's Cut on PS4 first. And I'm like, so basically I'm fucked into spending another $30. So these fuckers got me to spend $60 eventually on this fucking game. It's a roundabout
0: way, but they got you there.
1: I bought it on sale for like 30 bucks on PlayStation when I got my PS5. Mm-hmm. And I was like, eventually I'll get to this once I'm done with God of War. And I was like, I don't want to do two Melee games in a row. Go to Days Gone. And I was like, Days Gone fucking sucks. <laughs> so I'll not play that. And then I forget what. I got like, caught up in something else. So then I wanted a game to play because I was like, I don't know when the fuck this GTA trilogy is coming out. Like, and the thing was, I was like, I want a crime game. For some reason, I just want, I want a new Grand Theft Auto. It's a very specific craving. I am sick of GTA V. <laughs> I am so I had a fucking crazy realization too I'm speaking of GTA 5 we're all over the place right now but like it's, we, it's we technically on topic cuz it's about Grand Theft Auto. I was in my sophomore and or junior year when that game came out. I will be 25 next year and they will be putting it out again. Mhm. <laughs> I am fucking livid. Yeah, I, that that game is uh, old. Yes. I'm so sick of it. Like I'm so like me wrong and I in fits and bursts I get back into it. Usually Mm -hmm. when they put out like a new heist or something, I get back into it. And then usually I'm like right back off of it again. So I just I I have no desire to go back to play that game again. I just want a new one of those though. And they're not gonna give me GTA six anytime soon. No, not while it's printing money. And then when they announced this trilogy I was like, all right, cool. Here's a good reason to go back and play these old ones that I know are good (laughs) and that I like a lot. So, I'm excited for that. They were taking way too fucking long with that shit. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, well, fuck it then. I need something in the meantime to hold me over until this game eventually comes out. Because even then, they were like, this year, I was like, is that mean like next week or does that mean December 29th? Yeah. Like, what the fuck does that mean?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like there's two months left, man. You got to be a little more specific.
1: <laughs> yeah. November 11th, we know now. Mm-hmm. But like at the time, I was like, I don't know. I was like, you know what? Far Cry might scratch that itch. It's a little bit crimey, I guess, and <laughs> you're in an open world, you know?
0: It's crime's second cousin.
1: Yeah, I was like, Saints Row is, looks bad, and I don't... <laughs> that game comes out in March. That's even longer waiting. Or it might be February. I forget. It comes out the same day as Elden Ring now. Really?
0: Yeah. God, I'm excited for that game.
1: Oh, my God, yeah. But, yeah, so now I'm excited. Have you seen the trailer for this GTA remaster? Nope. Okay Brad, I'm going to show you this real quick. We're going to cut this out, but I want your reaction to how this looks. I want to know what you think.
0: Okay.
2: A few moments later.
1: What do you think, Brad?
0: Um, that didn't look great.
1: I think the the redone up environments and lighting and stuff, like the texture where it looks nice. The the character models.
0: I was going to say the, the world looks better. Like, they clearly did a lot of work on the textures and the lighting. Um, it still doesn't look as good as some of the mo- more modern. Which I wasn't even really expecting that. I, re- I really was. Like,
1: as much as I was, like, the, the specifications came out and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this might be more than we think it is. I was not expecting, like, a full, like, this is going to be GTA five level quality.
0: I, I, that would have been
1: nice, but I wasn't expecting
0: it. But, yeah, the character models do not look very good. Like they look I, better than the old ones, I guess, but that is not exactly a, a shining achievement considering the, the the gap in time.
1: Yeah, I wanted to show you screenshots that Rockstar put out of the characters. Okay. And I I just I want to get your take on something that I think looks very interesting to me. Oh my God, Google, what the fuck? Can you just give me? Like a normal, like the screenshot that is all over the internet. <laughs> you can't just give me that. You fuckers. This tweet got it? Nope, of course not. Why would it?
0: Looks like we're going to the Rockstar website, folks. Ooh, Jake's on the hunt. Jake? I don't think I've ever called you that before. No, that was the, that was weird. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I kind of st- like stuttered a bit, and I couldn't get Jake up to come out of my mouth. Like so J- 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 yeah, I just kind of ended it there. Okay. Never been a fan of my stutter. It's videos. Can we just get to the fucking? Here we go. GTA. Our friends. audio listeners are okay. waiting in anticipation.
1: So I'll show you like the three. So that's Claude from GTA Three.
0: Okay, am I looking at the new or the old?
1: This is the new. Okay. That's Tommy from Vice City.
0: Okay. And CJ. Okay, they look kind of like dolls.
1: That was exactly my point. This didn't have the exact screenshot I was looking for. There's a screenshot of Claude where he has like a reflection on his face. He literally looks like a plastic
0: toy. Yeah, he they, they look like little toy figures.
1: That aside... I think my biggest thing about this that I was I mean I think the city looks good Mm. the new textures and lighting look really good my biggest thing with this game that is like the thing that makes me want to play it is the like redone gameplay they said it's going to be like GTA 5 style controls Mm -hmm. and that is the one thing because I literally last night I was like oh I'm going to go look into mods for Vice City because I have Vice City on Steam it's like let's see what mods can do for this number one modding that game is a pain in the ass Number two, that game controls, like, shit. It is bad. So, like, the fact that that's there, and if they got all the songs back, it's worth $60. dollars hmm The character models look really bad, though. Yeah. I wish they would have, like, done a little more work to those. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if it's, like... I get why you wouldn't do it, though, because it would be, like, so much work. Yeah, I mean... Well, because you can't just you can't just remake the main three people. You have to remake everything.
0: Yeah, and it I, I think I can't tell if they're using the same model and they just. No, I think they might be completely new models. Cause they're not. Like, if they made brand new models from scratch. I don't. know. Like, I don't.
1: They, know. don't they, know. they have
0: separated fingers now, which is good. If they, they have all ten digits, not just one mitt. And maybe the next time they do this, they'll look like real hands and not, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> not uh not Ken doll hands. I don't know. They look like Sims characters with the other. Kind of that's perfect. That's exactly what they look like. They look like Sims characters.
1: Like I, th- I, <laughs> I think it'll be good.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I'm think it'll be. out hope. I think it'll be as good as the. I mean, I. It's rare that's gonna be worse than the the old game. Some remasters are. I can't think of one. It's a remaster that's worse than the base game. One, honestly,
1: that I think looks worse is when they redid the Arkham games on the newer systems. The Did they redo it, them? They fucked all the lighting up. I didn't even know they remade those. They just remastered them. Mm-hmm. But they like remastered them to PS4 and PS5. Not PS4 and PS5. PS4 and Xbox One. And like I think they fucked the lighting on it. It looks like shit, I think, honestly. Well, not looks like shit. It still looks the same, pretty much. But mm-hmm. it doesn't look as good, especially in the lighting department as the older one did. Right. So, I mean, maybe there's... uh, But the weird thing is that you go and you look at some of these mods for this game, Brad, for these old games, it does not look too dissimilar from those mods. Mm Mm-hmm. And and they were doing, like, DMCA takedowns on these mods a
0: couple (laughs) months ago. I think we know why. I think we know why. Like... I want you to know that they wrapped all those nice mods up in a little pretty bow, and they're going to charge you $60 for them. Pretty much. But you know what? After learning last night
1: how much of a pain in the ass it is to mod Vice City it's, it's specifically,
2: mm-hmm.
1: once again, we talk about the convenience fee of video gaming. <laughs> I will pay that convenience fee to Rockstar, also to be able to play it on my television. That is my biggest downside with PC gaming. I love PC gaming. I love the better frame rates and everything. Mm-hmm. I hate sitting at a desk to play a video game. can cannot stand it.
0: It's what those HTPCs are for.
1: I could like, I could hook my PC up to
0: a TV. I just don't want to. Yeah, I mean, generally, like, people who, uh, before there was a shortage in the olden times. (laughs) In the before times. Yeah, when you could, when I could decide one day, hey, I want to build a computer, and then buy the parts for it. Right. Unlike today, where I've to spend six months sourcing the fucking parts from six countries. Right. Um... Yeah, like y- you would build a smaller compact, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's its a—it's own form factor, HTPC, Yeah. Um, and you'd use it just for streaming. And if you got one of the bigger ones um, and you made some room, you could fit a decent graphics card in there and you could use it for gaming. So you'd have your desktop that would sit at your desk and yep. you'd have essentially what would be a small console that you built yourself that you're using right. for streams and games um, and the occasional web browsing. Yeah. Though I can't imagine that'd be comfortable trying to surf.
1: No, I remember when I used to have my TV uh, when I had my first when I built my first tower. Mm-hmm. And I had it up here. I was like, like using the mouse and everything, not on a desk. No, thank you. Yeah,
0: it's not. It's not fun. It's not fun. Um, although they make those little, um, almost like hospital tray things that, that go over your lap, like the little wooden. Yeah. I I'm I'm gesturing as my mic's moving away from but my. But I mouth. feel
1: like that's not long enough for like. Mouse oh, movement. W-
0: yeah. It would be tough to play a, uh, a keyboard and mouse game with one of those things. Yeah. But if I'm just if I'm just loading up a web page and I need to move the mouse, it would work. Yeah, I mean it would work fine. But yeah. Man, I miss the old days. I miss just where like, I could build a fucking PC when I wanted to. You already have a good PC. I know. I, mean, I don't have to build one for another like couple of years. But like my brother uh, is has been needing a new one, and my youngest brother's probably gonna need one soon too. I feel like I'm. I
1: feel like I'm in a weird middle ground right now where I feel like I have a really good PC, but I feel like in like a year or two, it's not going to be up to snuff. Year, I don't know
0: why. Your PC is what? Three years old? Four years old?
1: I got it last year. I got it during the pandemic. That's what I did with my first
0: stimulus check. <laughs> oh, that's right. I remember that. Um, I, And thank God I did when I did. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I, I remember uh, some of the guys I talked to about PC building were giving me shit about buying a, a 2080. No. Like, dude, the 3000 series is coming out. It's so much better. I'm like, you're right. It is so much better. Let's see if you get your hands on one. And yeah. not a single one of those fuckers did. So no. who's laughing now? Absolutely not. I have a
1: 2070 Super in mine, which is, like, a good graphics card and mm-hmm. everything. I feel like I'm being hindered by my CPU, which is not a bad CPU. But, like, it's it's only, like, a Ryzen 5 3600, which is, like, not the top of the line Ryzen. Mm-hmm. So I feel like even if I did get a 30 series card right now, I would be bottlenecked by that. It's possible. I mean, you can check to see what your bottleneck is. I don't know. I, I feel like some games, are, they run super good. And, like, games that, like, in theory it should run
0: good, like Cyberpunk, run, like, ass. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's just poor optimization. Like, I spent a lot of money on my computer, and it has, it has trouble running plenty of games. No. And I, I do a little bit of research and I find out oh yeah no, this game runs like shit for everybody.
1: But then games it's weird like some games that everyone says run like shit run good on my PC like GTA 4 mm-hmm. which is notoriously a very poorly optimized
0: game runs very well. That is the beauty and terror of PC gaming was there is a million different configurations and there's usually like there's patterns where like yeah. most people with their setups are going to say hey this doesn't work right. But sometimes you get lucky, and you're the one guy who you're like the,
1: you're the diamond in the rough. Yeah,
0: your PC happens to be somewhat similar to the the test bed that they were using when they were building right. this, and so it works perfectly fine on yours.
1: Yeah, I don't know, but like I'm like with the way games are going, and like uh, ray tracing becoming way more of like a thing now mm-hmm. that the consoles have support for it. I'm curious how that's gonna affect me in the future, because like my. My setup runs games with ray tracing decently well. Mm -hmm. Like, I have, like... I don't even know why I do this, but I have ray tracing on in Warzone, and I get, like, 100 FPS, usually over. Not bad at all? Uh, Control, I remember being one that people were like, when RTX is on, it runs awfully, but, like, I was getting, like, pretty steady, like, 60 frames, Mm -hmm. and it would dip sometimes, but usually when a lot of shit was going on, but for the most part, it ran decently well, so... I don't know. I really don't know. I, I'm also buying a Steam Deck for some reason, so... Why? Mainly for emulation. <laughs> Seems like it would be a good emulation handheld. I, I mean, fair enough, I guess. Um, and, like, the idea of, like, being able to play some of my Steam games that will, like, work well on it mm-hmm. is, like, cool to me. Like, we'll never get GTA Five on Switch, so... This is the, the next you're gonna best you're going to get. Yeah. yeah. And I'll probably have to do some, you know, settings... Tweaking with it, but eventually, you know, you'll probably get it to a runnable state. And I mean, it's on a tiny screen, so it probably won't look that bad.
0: Yeah, I don't use handhelds almost ever. I've owned like four or five in my life. I've personally bought three. Um, I,
1: I use my Switch mostly in handheld.
0: Almost never. I I rarely use the Switch in general, but when I do, it's almost always that. Oh,
1: I mean, same. But when I do, it's usually in handheld, unless it's like a game that like. I just want to sit back and play because like the switch form factor is awful. It feels terrible in the hand. It's not great. It's kind of awkward, but I like playing like Zelda before bed mm-hmm. or whatever game I'm playing at the time. Um, I remember Zelda was the one that I used like I was playing for a very long time like when I broke my knee, I was playing Zelda in bed a lot mm-hmm. but like when I played No more Heroes Three, I played that on the TV but for the, but like i have a 4k tv so the switch look's terrible on it <laughs> it's not great that's yeah. like that's why i mostly just do it in handheld cuz those games look best on that shitty 720p screen cuz you know that's basically what those games run at anyway mm-hmm. so that's really where i'm coming from with the switch thing and they'll ne- they'll never do a switch pro or by the time they do i won't care mm-hmm.
0: Or the Steam Deck. Yeah, I mean, the, the, they just did, what, an OLED version? And everyone's like, you're charging how much more for just a better screen? Like, It's got a new dock, too, I guess. Oh, joy. Because that's the problem I have with the Switch, was the fucking dock. it got Ethernet in it. That is actually a good addition, and I thank but, them for that. <laughs> let's put the big butt on Yeah. They limit the
1: speed. Yeah. The max you can get through that Ethernet port is, like, 70 uh, megabytes down.
0: Yeah. I don't know why in God's name they do that.
1: I don't know. And it's funny because I watched like a video from this guy on YouTube, shout out Modern Vintage Gamer, I watch a lot of his emulation videos, but he was talking about the Switch's new dock, and um, he was like, the Ethernet is terrible because I have a gigabit connection, and I'm literally only getting 75 down, and when I just use Wi-Fi, I get about the same speeds. The only thing that's nice, I guess, about Ethernet is it's more consistent. Yeah, you get
0: you get a steady 75 instead of a potentially wavy 75.
1: Right. So it would be good for like Smash players. That's about it. Mm-hmm. That's and you can just buy the dock separately though. You don't need the OLED. Because if you're if you're really just like if you're a Smash guy and you're like I want the Ethernet dock, then you don't need the new screen anyway. You're no. not playing that in handheld.
0: No, you're not looking at it. <laughs> like, it's got no
1: benefits to. Outside of it. That's why I wanted to switch Pro. Because that would actually have benefits to it.
0: I think we'll get one next Christmas. I don't see one coming next year. Because, I mean... Although, they, I guess they have had, like, a new model every, every year. year. The first year was the, the light, and now it's the OLED. Next year, my money's on the Pro. See, I feel like it's too little too late at this point, though. This thing's selling like hotcakes. Like, literally every new title that comes out on the Switch, yeah. you see the headline a day or two later, highest-grossing or highest sales numbers in franchise history because of the Switch. Yeah. Like, Metroid just came out on the Switch, and it's the best sales numbers the, the series has ever done because there's 50,000 Switches in every household. I played Metroid a little bit. I hadn't touched
1: it. Didn't buy it. Played it through emulation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I feel bad about in retrospect, but like I mainly just wanted to see it because it like they were like, on the Switch emulator, it runs perfectly. Day one, I was like, bullshit. It actually runs, like, perfectly. Mm -hmm. It runs fucking perfectly, Brad. (laughs) It is insane. Mm -hmm. That, like... I don't know what it is about Nintendo hardware that makes it so easily emulatable. Maybe just because it's so low-spec. But, like, I feel like every every emulator that's, like, actually, like, in a good, like, point where it's, like, most of the shit's playable, it's always a Nintendo console. Yeah. PS2 emulation is still kind of shitty.
0: Yeah, well, I think... I think there's been I think there's a lot of focus on Nintendo emulation more so than the other generations for a while. Not only that, um, Nintendo is like not great about cross generational shift, and there's yeah. so much hardware they don't support anymore.
1: Yeah, and like games that'll never come out again. Yeah,
0: and, it, and if they do, I'm spending sixty dollars on a game that came out in 1997, <laughs> and I don't want to do that. So. I think it's crazy they're charging $50 for Switch
1: Online now and all that comes with it is N64 and Genesis games. Dude,
0: I was so excited for the N64 stuff. And the fact that you ha- could buy an N64, like a wireless N64 controller, yeah. I was sold. I'm like, let's go. How much do you want? And then they said it was 30 bucks extra a year. Yeah. And I'm like, look, I paid. Which I think most of that price hike comes from the fact that the Animal Crossing DLC is also part of it. Uh, that's part of it. Um, I think the DLC by itself is like 10 bucks. No, $10. the DLC by itself is like 20. Is it? I think. Or 25 um, maybe even. But yeah, you don't even, I don't, don't even think you own that DLC when you no, get you it. Don't. You, you rent it. And you when rent it, it basically. Yeah. And if you ever lose your subscription, like you decide to cancel or whatever, you lose the content from that DLC, which it, seems weird to me. It's the
1: same thing with like Tetris 99. Mm-hmm. That's free for uh, Switch online. But if I ever got rid of Switch online, I can't play Tetris 99 anymore. Yeah. Which is stupid.
0: I mean, I'll be honest. I pay for t- Switch Online because it's two dollars a month, and I use it enough that it's I don't really care. Like, I will not buy a coffee once a month. Yeah, and I'll be like, I, hey, um, there's my Switch membership.
1: I um I didn't have it for a little bit because like most of what I was playing online was like Smash, and the people I was playing Smash with weren't really playing Smash anymore. And then Molly wanted me to go to her island in Animal Crossing, so I was like, fuck it, it's twenty dollars for the year. I'll just pay it. Yeah. She was paying monthly for Switch Online when I told her it was just $20 for the year. She goes, why the fuck am I paying $5 a month then? I go,
0: could not tell you. Because most people like don't want to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to commit to it. A- people have commitment issues, Jacob.
1: I don't get why, though. It's cheaper, way cheaper overall. Five uh, over 12 months. It's tr- it's
0: cheaper overall, but if you're only going to use it for a month or two anyway, then you wouldn't want to buy it for the full year.
1: Yeah, but then I feel like... Then you get into the problem of streaming service shit with recurring payments where like I always forget to, like if I want to try out a streaming service, I always forget to cancel that shit. Yep. And then I end up paying for it for like six months and never using it. That's what they're banking on. Thank you, Peacock. (laughs) I mean, like, and Paramount Plus, you got my money for like half a year. Mm -hmm. Be happy. I want it back. Yeah, I do. (laughs) Because I barely use your fucking services. Literally, I think the most I used Peacock for was I watched The Boss Baby 2 on it. Why? I like the first Boss Baby. The second one was pretty funny.
0: I'll take your word for it. I've never seen it. watched it with my girlfriend. Did she enjoy she it? She did.
1: She <laughs> hadn't seen the first Boss Baby, but she liked the second one.
0: Any continuity, confusion?
1: No, I think she could follow along with <laughs> the story. It wasn't too complicated <laughs> for her, thankfully. <laughs> the idea... I'm the boss baby. Too calm. You know what's always bothered me about the boss baby? What? So like the main kid in it who's not the boss baby, uh huh. He just has a normal little kid's voice. Yep. But then the boss baby's Alec Baldwin. Correct. And then when in the at least in the first one, the voice of the older version of the brother, like the main character, was mm-hmm. Toby Maguire and then they replaced him in the sequel because I assume Toby Maguire didn't want to do it. Yeah. Probably like, like I, I, two lines in the original. So, I thought was this is like, a one not... and done deal, dude. I only yeah. lost one
0: bet. I ain't doing this again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um,
1: but then, when they're adults, like, the boss baby is just Alec Baldwin's voice as a, an adult, too. And that just always bothered me. Like, I understand the point of it. It's just, like, that he's an adult, but he's a
0: baby. Correct. Like, that's the joke yep. of the whole movie. That, that is the premise, yes.
1: <laughs> but, like, there's no, like,. It's not congruent with the fact that there's a child's voice. And then all the other babies that he talks to all sound like children. They're not bosses. That's true. I guess they're not part of Baby Co. There's Baby Co. That's what the Boss Baby works for. <laughs> they, they, they help out babies. I think the first movie was like they wanted to stop evil dog. No, they wanted to stop people from liking dogs more than babies. Because people stopped having babies. Because they just bought a dog instead.
0: It's a, a real-life problem.
1: It is. I, yeah, I'm not joking. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> That's a real... Life. The Boss Baby kind of woke.
0: <laughs> Jacob, we started this show with a review of Doom, one of the most... The, the pillar of sci-fi. Yeah. We're ending And on now boss. we're
1: talking with the second pillar of yeah. sci-fi, the
0: Boss yeah, Baby. Yeah, we're ending on Boss Baby. Now,
1: there's a different baby, though, in the second one, who's voiced by Jeff Goldblum. Okay. But he has an adult voice. All the rest of the babies are children.
0: Because I don't think... He's he, just a super smart baby. I don't though. think Jeff Goldblum was meant to voice that character. I think he wandered in off the street and like, oh, he's doing that thing
1: again. <laughs> no, no, he is the villain of the movie. Oh. But in the beginning of the movie, you think he's an adult who's running like a weird, like, school that basically treats kids like they're adults so they don't get to be kids. That's the new Baby Co. problem. Mm-hmm. They want people to be able to be kids. That's why the boss baby has to come back. They turn him back into a baby. Um... But <laughs> so the 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 what's it called? The villain is revealed to be a baby in a in a robot suit that makes him look like a person, mm-hmm. like a, an adult person. Yeah. Obviously, babies are people. <laughs> sure.
0: Babies have rights, right? Do they? I
1: hope so. I assume they have some sort of rights. I don't know. I haven't looked at the Constitution in no. a while. I
0: mean, they get the Bill of Rights as long as they're born here. Or are they the Bill of Rights? I mean, yeah, if you're a natural-born U.S. citizen, you're guaranteed all the rights labeled in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights.
1: Yeah, but then that's the weird thing about being a child is that you don't really get to do everything else that everyone else gets to
0: do. You are entitled to do them, but if it's superseded by another federal law, then you can't... You know, why doesn't anyone get mad about that? Think about that. What, the fact that babies can't buy guns? Yeah. (laughs)
2: Like,
1: don't get me wrong, I don't think babies should be buying guns, but, like... You don't see people, everyone's mad like, oh, they're going to take away my guns. Where are the babies' guns? They're American citizens. They have a right to the Second Amendment as well. True. You know True. what I mean?
0: Give the guns to babies.
1: Where's the, you know, is there some sort of thing in the Bill of Rights about alcohol? Probably.
0: Uh, I don't think the Bill of Rights, no. I think, um, uh, what amendment was the Prohibition? That was, for God, my business law class was a long time ago. <laughs> 14th? 15th? I don't know. It's uh, it's after the first ten. Yeah. The ten are the important ones. After that, I, I stopped really paying attention. Prohibition really did nothing. Uh, it did a lot of things, just not really what they intended. No, it just sort of brought the rise of more crime. Mm, it was one of the things they did, yeah. Wasn't that like the whole point of why they were getting
1: rid of alcohol, was to stop crime? Uh,
0: that and uh, there was a huge uptick in abusive relationships. Cause men wow, were, we actually gave a shit about that Men back were then? Men were drinking too much.
1: They actually gave a shit about that I even? don't know whether
0: or not they gave a shit, but that was that was cited as one of the reasons... They're like, we can't have just all these women walking around with black eyes. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's... I, I mean, to be fair, we were drinking it.
1: Is that the one time this country ever did anything for women?
0: Again, I don't think you're ever going to find any historical document saying, we did this for women, but um, that is certainly a, a, a factor. factor. Because, I mean, come on. We, we're not going to come out in front of the world and say we give a shit about people that aren't straight white men, but...
1: But if we... If, if one of the main reasons was that women were
0: getting beaten up
1: then by proxy we did that for women and I think that maybe genuinely the one time in US history that that's the case
0: yeah I mean if they had to make a bulleted list of Other like- than maybe Roe v Wade. <laughs>
1: Which they're trying to reverse right now. So, in reality, have we really learned anything from
0: the lessons of the past? No, we haven't, Brad. We've never learned anything, Jacob. If we've learned anything, it's that Americans are terrible at learning. Because we think we know everything. I
1: heard a funny argument the other day on the internet. That if women are allowed to get abortions, men should be allowed to drink and drive. What the hell? Because if women can get something, we should get something, too. That's absurd. I know. (laughs) <laughs> but it's kind of funny. <laughs> no, it's kind of funny.
2: <laughs> it's it's funny in a stupid way. <laughs> I don't know.
0: I prefer the Dave Chappelle bit where he's like, "If you can kill him, I can at least abandon him." <laughs> Ooh, want to talk about Chappelle a little bit? He's uh, he's in he's some... in Hot. Did you watch The Closer? I have not. Oh, is that any good? It's pretty good. His last know. one, what was it? Um, Sticks and Stones. That
1: one got a lot of shit too. But that one was really. I think Sticks and Stones is better than The Closer.
0: Um, well, there was one of them where it was like literally like half of it was just him sitting on a bar stool talking to a freaking
1: of people. Yeah, like a room full of people. Like it Let's didn't face f- it with this one. It didn't was feel good. like a
0: comedy special. It felt like you know somebody are, taped a. Are you sure you're not talking about this one? Because that's literally
1: what this one. is. No,
0: I, I the one that just came out, right? The yeah. Only, no, I haven't he's seen this like, one.
1: He's like sitting on a bar stool the whole time, just talking to a group of people. There's jokes in there. Yeah,
0: because like I remember of the three that he put out, not counting the new one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember two. No, ones. he did, like, five. Did he? Or
1: no, he, this is his sixth one, I think. Holy shit. How many have I Cause missed? Because he did, remember he when he did, like, the first couple, it was, like, he did two at the same time? Like, two of them dropped?
0: Oh, you're right. And then he
1: did, I, I just remember the second set of them had that other one where he was in, like, that basement room at, like, I think it might have been at the, the Comedy Cellar. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about Louie. I remember that, and then he did Sticks and Stones after that, which was the last one he did that got all the controversy, and then this one now, which has just caused mass hysteria, apparently.
0: Yeah, he's always been known to ruffle some feathers. Um, he's ruffling
1: more feathers. He was trending last night on Twitter. Yeah. Did you hear what he said? He d- he's,
0: Oh, God, what did he do now?
1: I guess he's doing, like, more stand-up shows right now, and I guess they made a documentary about, like, when he was, like, doing those shows in that field during COVID. Mm-hmm. And so he said something last night where he's like, you know, Netflix never has never asked him to get in a room and talk with the with the thing. They with the with the transgender employees. And like it was like this thing where he's like, I'll sit down and I'll talk to them. And he said like this. He goes, it has to be a he, they have to have watched my special all the way through. They can't just watch clips. It has to be at a place of my choosing. And they have to admit that Hannah Gadsby isn't funny. <laughs> which, to be fair, Hannah Gadsby, in my opinion, is not funny. I only watched her first. I only watched Nanette, but Nanette is literally just basically a one-woman show about her screaming about getting raped. It's not a comedy show, but they pitched it as a comedy show, which is like not to say that it's like a, it's a it's a fine show, I guess. You know, it's talking about something important, but. It's not a comedy special, (laughs) which is how it was pitched. Yeah.
0: Just because there's jokes every now and then. (laughs) That's the problem I had with with that earlier special, was it didn't feel like a comedy special. He just sprinkled in jokes while he was chatting with people on a bar stool.
1: What happened to just, like, straight-up stand-up? I feel like stand-up as just stand-up is,
0: like, gone. I don't know that it's gone, but I feel like the people that we looked to to do it aren't doing it the same way anymore. I feel like... You know,
1: I feel like the last stand-up special I watched that just felt like stand-up, people telling like jokes or telling funny stories, Mm -hmm. might have been a Chris D'Elia special, but Chris D'Elia is is a pedophile or something now, so (laughs) allegedly, allegedly allegedly he was messaging a girl on Snapchat who was like 16, allegedly,
0: but probably. What the hell is the world coming to? I don't even know.
1: You get a little bit of power and it just... Goes to your head. Absolutely. It's the fallacy of man.
0: It's true. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. What is that from? Star Wars? I, I don't think so, but <laughs> that
1: sounds like a line from Star Wars, doesn't it? Um, I don't know. It I sounds know. like a line from something.
0: I'm sure it is. Do you think I'm intelligent enough to come up with something like that? I'm going to Google that real quick.
1: I would, I, I, I want you to watch the, I mean, I'm, it's not required. You don't have to do it. You can just tell me to fuck off if you
0: want. <laughs> Okay, it's but good I would, to know.
1: I would like you to watch The Closer because I want to know what your take is on it. Because honestly, I don't know that anything he did in this special was like
0: worse than what he did in the previous ones. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm a fan of Chappelle. I, I like his, his stand-up. And I've, I've always... He's always walked the line of... I can see why some people would be offended, but I've never looked at them in a way that... Like, to me, they never crossed the line. But again, I'm not the one he's potentially offending. So, of course, it's not going to cross the line for me. Right. Um, I can only imagine that it, it probably hits very differently if you're one of the people he's talking about.
1: But I feel like Chappelle is, like, one of those comedians who... He almost has a shotgun approach to, like, you know, ripping on people. Yeah. He, he rips sh- on everyone of every kind of... Don't, I, I feel like in this special, he probably went a little bit more after the trans thing, because that was the whole reaction to the last one. Mm-hmm. And so that's basically what de facto this special became about, because he's most... I mean, for a whole year, nothing happened. So.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's, he's always favored his comedy towards the racism between black and white, like, that's always been his yeah. his bread and butter, but he's never shied away from poking fun, fun of everybody. everybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I do agree that, like, I, it seems like the transgender thing's been a little bit more at the forefront since the controversy, like and the I, maybe this Because he made a couple
1: off-color jokes in the last one, and he makes some off-color jokes in this one, but, like, again, it's not any worse than... Than what he did before. Than what he did before. Like, I I mean, it's, it's more of it, I guess.
0: Yeah, which, I mean, if you thought the old stuff was a problem, I guess this is now also a problem. It but just I
1: exacerbated because it's so much more of it. It's like half the special is about Good it. Good Lord. Well, because he's mostly just talking about, like, all the controversy and shit that he went through. And, mm-hmm. like, he says some stuff in there that, like, I don't know that I would have said. Like, he's <laughs> he's like, J.K. Rowling was right or something like that. Oh, I don't okay. even know. Like, <laughs> some of the shit he says, I, I don't. I don't agree with but like i mean i agree with him on the sense of like cancel culture can sometimes come for like the most mundane of reasons
0: yeah i i think part of it's a power trip for the masses where uh i think systemically we we feel that we have very little power to control the things around us no um whether it be our government our lives whatever it is and so when we're given a sense of power that we can affect someone that we view as important or holding of status. Yeah. We can affect them in a significant life-changing way. I think that there's a reason why it happens so frequently. And it's not because it needs to. It's because... And and don't get me wrong. It's like
1: there are some things that are absolutely cancel- cancelable offenses. Yep. You say something like legitimately like in a racist sense or... or transphobic or homophobic whatever way like and and you genuinely mean it that way then yeah but like for just like canceling someone over jokes especially jokes that are like 10 years old or something like that like Mm -hmm. you always see like people like going through people's twitter accounts and they get canceled for shit through that way or even like you know stuff like you know like the sexual assault of of women or children that stuff is legitimately cancelable offenses, but I, I've always been of the mindset where I'm like, I feel like cancel culture goes too far when it's like a ten year old tweet can ruin your entire life.
0: Yeah, I think it, I think it's it shows a lack of nobody can like just
1: grow as a person.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what I was trying to build towards. I didn't know how to word it, but like it feels like if you make a mistake, that mistake is now your defining characteristic. Yeah, and even if you recognize it as a mistake, yeah, um, and you try to you try to grow from that, I feel like your growth is is hindered by the fact that like. The masses don't care.
1: No matter how much good you did in your life, it's it's all defined by the the one bad thing you did, or the yeah. one off-color joke you made, or even one that isn't even meant as like a uh, the way that the public takes it. The public takes it the way they do, and then they
0: they run with it. They they run with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean it's a tricky situation it's it's tough being somebody who has to stand up and and if you choose to have that kind of comedy or you choose to, yeah. to do that kind of thing you do walk that line um, but I am not going to defend the masses and their actions for almost anything like they they do occasionally do the right thing and they yeah. you know they single out the people who need to be singled out and you yeah. know like but-
1: Dave Chappelle is not on the level of a Harvey Weinstein, where, uh, he, where he needs to be no drugged through the streets or something like that. You know what I mean? No. Like that—that's—that's that's basically the way I've seen a lot of people talking about this. Is like, Dave Chappelle is a monster. Yeah, he's not. He's, he's a lot of things, but he ain't. A, I, I wouldn't call him a monster. He's a flawed man. Don't get me wrong, but he's just a comedian.
0: I think that's. I think that's literally the essence of his comedy. Right? Yeah. Is he says. He himself says that he's flawed. Yeah. And that's what he makes his jokes out of, is uh, his flaws and his views. Yeah. And so, I don't know, to me it seems... Again, I'm not the person being offended, so I'm not going to have an accurate representation of how it's supposed to be taken. But to me, that's the essence of his comedy, is that he has flawed views and flawed jokes because he is a flawed individual. Yeah. And you can argue that he's maybe doing more harm than good by making jokes out of them, but...
1: Because, and this was the same problem he had with the Chappelle show back in the day, was... He made all the he made the he did the sketches on the Chappelle show. People would like just come up to him in the street, and it would be like you know like white college age dudes. We're, we'll wrap up soon. I saw you looking at the, at the time. I was
0: curious how long we'd kept these people hostage. I just
1: wanted to get like this late last point in really, and, and I'll let you get one more point in if you have one, based on what I'm saying. But it's like that was the whole reason why I stopped doing Chappelle show was like he would get like white college age dudes coming up to him saying like the N word, quoting the things, and just thinking that it was like okay, or like laughing at it, being like. Yeah, that thing you said about black people is so true. Like, you're so right about that. Like, you know, and shit that is meant to be exaggerated and, like, in a joking manner. And, you know, there is the sense of, like, Dave Chappelle is a black man. He can say these things because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's punching laterally, I guess, instead of punching down or punching up. Like, he himself is that. So he's punching in his own direction. Yeah. You know why? And so, like, he was. He was like uncomfortable about that, and that's why he like ran from that. And, and he, you know, now he's come back with these specials, and he's kind of doing that stuff again. And don't get me wrong, like, are some of his jokes that he's made about trans people like funny? Like they've got they've gotten a chuckle or a laugh out of me. But like, as do his jokes about any other group of people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's not specifically just because it's about trans people, but then, like, there are the fans of Dave Chappelle who are like, yeah, man, fuck trannies, or, like, you know, whatever their language is going to be that they can, that they'll use. Yeah. You know? And that will take it the way of, like, yeah, Dave's on our side. He hates this, you know, stupid social movement, too. You know what I mean? Which is, I don't think, Dave's intention.
2: No. At, in and, any way. No. He even
1: says in the thing, he's like, I support... The community. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he doesn't he doesn't support the people that are trying to take him down for what he sees as like no reason really.
0: Yeah. And I'm he's been pretty blatant about the fact that he supports the community, but he doesn't support those who use it to their own ends. Right. Which to me I, I don't I don't see a problem with.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we ended on that note, I guess. Uh, yeah yeah. I, I don't really have much more to say about the situation. I think it's a little bit <laughs> It'll be hot water for like two weeks, and then. But it seems like somehow, like some new story comes out every day about like this whole Netflix like walkout thing. And yeah, then, like, I mean more Dave shit. But,
0: like, I'm sorry, like I don't have a full understanding of the situation, but they burst into a meeting. Of I guess they burst into a meeting about it, and which, and then
1: they got like not. I don't think they got fired. I think they just got like
0: uh, one of them suspension.
1: did suspension. One of them did. I think the other ones got suspensions. And then they did, like, a full walkout of, like, the trans employees, and, like, they had, like, you know, people who obviously supported the movement, like, doing demonstrations and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And their demands, like, weren't even to take the special off, so I'm honestly, like, I... I, And then, like, I read, like, their list of demands, and, like, it makes sense, like, they want, like, Netflix to, like, pledge an amount of money to, like, hire more trans creators and, and uplift trans voices, which is, like... Yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense, but, like... I think hitching it to this to this Dave Chappelle thing is just like yeah riding I think a wave of it if you if your goal is not to get the special taken down then like I don't really don't know to what end you're why you need to hitch it to this Dave Chappelle thing I guess just because it's the big thing in the
0: news yeah I mean if it's not bad enough that if it's not so bad that it needs to be taken down then yeah. I feel like like I I support the idea like yeah Netflix should support all sorts of communities it's yeah. one of the largest entertainers in the world do yeah. some good for once you greedy right. bastards
2: right.
0: but um, yeah I don't know like I, I'm not knowledgeable enough on the subject to really form an opinion but from what I have read of it I was not like blown away by their their righteous cause yeah. like they're fighting the good fight but they're not fighting it the right way right. seems to be my impression yeah
1: and that's the show folks <laughs> it started oh, off with Dune I'm fucking hungry. yeah um, if you like the show, please give us five stars on your podcast service of choice. It really does help with the show. I don't really know that you can do that on Apple Podcasts. I don't know if you can do it on anything else. Is it true? I don't know how you rate podcasts on Spotify. I've never
0: once rated a podcast in my life. Really? Nope, not one. Do you
1: listen? What do you do, uh, when you listen to podcasts? What do you listen to them on?
0: Uh, Spotify.
1: Spotify. Yeah, you, I'm usually an Apple Podcast. I don't
0: like. I used to be, um, many moons ago, hmm. but
1: I have switched to Spotify since I got the uh, subscription. I don't like Spotify's like. UI for that. I feel like their their time yeah their time thing is weird. Like where it just lists it out as minutes, it doesn't list it out as like an hour and so and so minutes. So like if I'm moving from one platform to the other to listen to something, like say if I'm like on my computer, it's easier just to listen to it through Spotify. Mm-hmm. It's just a pain in the ass to figure out where exactly I am. When on Apple Podcasts, it would be like I'm an hour and ten in, but then I'm like okay, so I got to go to like seventy minutes on here. Like yeah, you got to do the math. And it, yeah, and it gets even like weirder like when you're at like very specific time codes especially if it's like something that's like a two hour plus podcast or whatever Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah rate us gets us up in lists gets us on there Uh, you can follow the show on twitter at the fireside pub you can follow me on twitter at Griff or any social media I'm Griff usually and uh, Brad has an Instagram. It's Bradley underscore night 96 He does not use it. Not at all. So there's really no reason to follow him. But I mean, just show your support. And that's pretty much it, folks. That's the whole show this week. Uh, thank you for being here, Brad. Thank you for being here. Anytime, Jacob. Yeah. Say goodbye to the sweet folks. Goodbye, folks. Thanks for drinking along with us.
2: Bye bye. <laughs>